to give a warm welcome to Tommy, Tommy Corton, um, who will be joining us from Atlas Go. And he, as we said earlier, he is a Holt alumni um, and has been very successful in multiple places through his career. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Tommy and let's give him a warm welcome. I love this guy. <laughs> hey, I was just going to say, it's great to see uh, some familiar faces. <laughs> hey, Ted, um, Larry, Jeff, and others, Sheena. It's really great to be back in the Holt family. So I'm going to be here to entertain you during the break. Um, thank you for the nice uh, introduction and uh, congratulations to all of you who presented today. Um, I'm here speaking to you today to talk about um, some companies that I've started, but mainly Atlas Go. Um, when I was sitting in your seat, I think five years ago, I was dreaming about starting a company. I wanted to start an impactful company. And I can proudly say that five years later, that's, uh, I'm living that dream. And um, what I'm hoping to do today is to share a little bit about my story, uh, share a little bit about the company that I started, but mainly here and listen to questions that you have. I really wanna be useful here and um, I'm very open. So don't hesitate to ask difficult questions as well, personal questions. I really wanna be useful to, to your journey because I guess if you're here, um, it's because you're interested in starting a company or maybe curious about it. Um, so I'll start by Atlas Go, um, or maybe a tiny bit about myself. I'm, um, I'm Tommy, um, I'm 28 years old. I'm originally from Brussels, Belgium. And like I said, I moved to San Francisco around five years ago to start this company called Atlas Go. Um, and so what is Atlas Go? Currently today, it is a company of around uh, a bit less than 20 people. Uh, next year, we're aiming to do a million dollars in revenue. Um, we have three impactful products that we sell. The first one is virtual races. We help nonprofits organize virtual races through our software, uh, nonprofits around the world. Last year, through our solutions, we've helped um, a bit less than 100 nonprofits raise more than $4 million for, for their different charities. And so we help them organize these virtual events uh, through our software. And the same software is used also to help companies engage their employees. So this is the second product, we call it employee engagement. And we've worked with hundreds of companies in the US and Europe, and we help uh, their employees stay connected, stay healthy uh, and make an impact because often while they do their employee engagement challenges, they're supporting a nonprofit. And then the third product is an open community challenge that's open to everyone. All of you can join as well. Um, it's a way to test out the, the, the platform and, um, and, and open to all. This community challenge, when you do sports, they're converted into trees. And since we launched this in April of last year, we've planted a bit more than 550,000 trees in places like Australia, Africa, Brazil, and California. So that is a bit about Atlas Go. And um, while I was here in San Francisco, I think this was two years ago, I discovered kombucha. Um, it was a healthy alternative to coffee or to alcohol. I think some of you are nodding, they know what it is. Um, I think when I was in your seat, I was, I liked, uh, I was drinking a lot, I was partying more than I do today. Uh, but the alternative kombucha was nice because it helped me to have a clear mind and continue to work the next day and stay smart. Um, and by discovering this, I was amazed by it. I thought it was really interesting. I followed 
um, kind of how do you make kombucha? How does it work? I started making it in my kitchen for a year. And then I got more and more curious about the industry and the market and how it was growing uh, as an industry. Um, and I thought, well, this is cool. It's probably going to come to Europe as well. And so I started a kombucha company in Belgium, where I'm originally from, uh, where there wasn't much kombucha. And since we've, um, it's called Smile Kombucha, and now it's a company. And last year we sold around 20,000 kombucha smiles to the Belgian population. So that's one of the side projects or things I've developed. Atlas Go is my main drive, my main uh, hustle, or my, my, really my life's work more than, you know, my priority today. It's really my life's work and, and what I plan or want to do for the rest of my life and growing this company in, in different ways. Um, but Smile Kombucha, I, I still want to keep space for some projects and Smile Kombucha is one of those fun projects. I have other projects like I, I, um, I've been starting to invest in, in startups and I'm developing my fund now this year. It's called Rock and Roll. And then for now, it's 10 startups inside of it. Also, companies that are impactful and that are exciting to me. I'm launching a podcast also in the next year um, where I want to interview passionate, exciting people around the world. And then I'm writing a book called Go, uh, where I, very short illustrated book, where I focus on, I want to help uh, people or to, to find the understanding of, of meaning. Uh, I think that's really the, what we're all looking for is not necessarily pleasure or money or fame or, or fill in the blank yourself, um, but really meaning, uh, work on something that's meaningful. And uh, so I think in the last couple of years, I've found some ways to, to help find that. And I worked with some people to, to help them find their meaning. So that little book is about that. And I'll, I'll end with two parts of the book that I think might be interesting to you in, in finding your meaning, if it's something that you're trying to look for now, it's really about one of the things that I've, that works for me and that have worked for some other people that I think live really meaningful lives is to follow your curiosities and to really smell the world and be curious about things and whatever feels good to kind of follow that and dig a little deeper. The example of the kombucha is a good one. It was something that I was interested in. I tried it out, I learned to make it myself and then it became a company. For Atlas Go, I started with a passion for fitness or for, for running that developed and grew. And then I learned about social entrepreneurship and then developed this company. Um, I wanna just make a little um, side note. I, I talk here about myself and I'm here on the screen, um, but the company Atlas Go is really is something that I, I co-founded with Magali Matthew and Olivier Kayser, who were two of my uh, classmates uh, here in the, in the class at HALT. Um, and the rest of the Go team and the Atlas Go team who's, who's building this, this awesome company. It's, it's, it's been wonderful uh, to work with them and grow, but I want to also <laughs> make sure that it's clear that it's not something I did all by myself. Um, so where was I with that? Yeah, so following your curiosities to find your meaning. Um, and then the last thing is whatever your ideas are, um, you have all ambitious ideas and pitches we saw today or whatever your ideas are, try to find a way to test it really quick and cheap. Um, really like if you had to launch next, next week or next month. Um, there's always a way for Atlas Go for me, which is a tech, tech app and web, web dashboard and desktop now. We invested a lot of money in, in developing it. But at the first time, the first months, it was just a Facebook group and a Facebook page that we used to test the concept. For kombucha, I was making it in my kitchen for a year and, I, and my, you know, my friends liked it and, and they asked for more. And, 
And it was always, there's always a testing phase also to see if you like it. Do I like doing this? If you want to launch a restaurant, maybe invite some friends first at your home. If you want to launch any software company, you don't have to launch the app right away. Uh, probably you can do it with using Facebook or Instagram or Meetup or anything that already exists where you can kind of test your idea. It's way cheaper. And then you can feel like, is there actually an interest in this? Do I like doing this? And then it also is a way for you to build kind of an audience or a community that's interested. So when you launch actually the product, there's some people that know about it. Okay, that's it. Uh, that's what I had in mind to talk about, to give you some ideas about who I am, what I'm doing. Um, and hopefully you have some questions. And again, I'm really open and super excited to uh, answer any questions. Uh, you know, don't hesitate to ask, ask difficult ones or personal ones. And thank you so much for, for listening and being entertained by me during this break. So how does it work? How do I answer questions? Everyone can just unmute themselves or type in the chat if you have a question for Tommy. Oh, My question is, what are you drinking? <laughs> I don't think that's kombucha. No, did you ask what this was? Yeah. <laughs> it's a new, um, my new uh, interest uh, is making smoothies. This is delicious and really feels good. It's spinach, uh, pineapple, mango, banana. And it's good. If you want to try some, some a new green healthy smoothie, this is a really good one. <laughs> Someone else started talking and I don't know who it was. Yeah, um, hey, Tommy, um, thanks for your time. Um, my name is Edouard, I'm from France. Hello. And, uh, Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> Where are uh, you? I can't find you. Okay. Okay. See you. And uh, my question was, so for your secondary um, kombucha business, uh, you said you, came, you, you went back to Belgium. And my, my question is more like on the, on the market research side of things. Uh, do you think that um, going back home uh, for an entrepreneur, uh, like having um, a, a business back home is uh, advantageous because you you probably you said not a lot of people knew about kombucha in Belgium. Uh, I'm sure not a lot of people know about kombucha in France either. But um, having that kind of perspective on on the local market, um, how, how did that? How, what was your what was your your, your steps into? defining, okay, I'm going to take that business in Belgium. And yeah, I want to see your, your, yeah, kind of your mindset on, on that. Yeah, that's a great question. And since you're from France, it makes a lot of sense to ask it. Um, I'm gonna, for sure, I think it's, um, yeah, I think that this is, as you've seen, um, I don't know if you're doing this class remotely, or if you're actually, some of you are in San Francisco and California, but if you are in, um, this is an exciting, innovative place. And so there's exciting, innovative things that come out of it. And usually I see that um, it comes a little later in Europe. And so, I mean, those things are maybe different than they were maybe 10 years ago where things were a little slower in how quickly they came to places. I mean, France is very innovative. There's tech hubs there and entrepreneurship hubs in, in, in Paris, uh, in London and Lisbon. So, so there's shit going on there, um, but there's definitely bigger, I think, I really have felt this from the moment I've been here, things are more ambitious, bigger and more innovative here. And so 
sometimes it is a good strategy to look around and sniff around here. And then if you see that something's growing, the example of kombucha, for me, it made sense. It felt good for me, but it made sense because people were looking to get away from sodas and alcohol. There was a lot of non-alcoholic stuff. And there's that in France and Europe as well. Um, so I was like, this market's going to grow. Um, and there's just, everybody's doing kombucha in California because this kind of, this they're, they're a little bit more ahead of the curve. And so I think it makes sense if you're looking to launch something in France to analyze what's going on here. And, and sometimes uh, this is another thing is, is sometimes I think with Atlas Go, we really innovated and it's really something that's very new. And I, I, it's very, yeah, very innovative. Kombucha is less, right? And sometimes it's okay and good to do that. Also look around and things and companies that you think are great or market that are interesting and think, well, I can do something similar. And then you bring your own twist to it and you make it great and amazing and you add your own uh, vibe and culture. And, and that's also a great way to, to do it. So yeah, I think it's a good plan and strategy to sniff and look around here and, and bring some ideas back to, to, to Europe. Great, thanks. Sweet. And send me a message on LinkedIn if you want to tell me what you have in mind or if you want to continue the conversation. Yeah, sure, will do. Thanks, mate. Cool. Uh, so hello, Tommy. So you clearly had a very incredible journey. So my question is, when you go to new ventures, does did they occur naturally or at some point you think, okay, now it's time to pass to something new, to adventure in something maybe I'm not so comfortable to build some new skills or did they just occur over the time? In... Yeah, thank you. That's a nice compliment. Mauricio, is that your name? Mauricio? Yeah, that's correct. Where are you from? Brazil. Cool. Um, well, I think it's they come naturally. I think, um, I mean, the beginning of developing Atlas Go, it was, it was a lot of a lot of work, uh, I'd say for the first three years, you know, not much uh, working on weekends and working a lot, not having a much of balance. And so not so much space to think, you know, what other companies do I want to launch? So there's that as well. There's like that, that, that reality of the hard work in the beginning where you just don't have resources. And so you're really needing to put those extra hours and kind of, it needs to be your everything. Um, it continues to be a big part of your life, but I think it, I've been, Today, I'm happy to be in a place where I feel like I have a little bit more balance and I have some space to develop some, you know, extra passions. Uh, but yeah, they came naturally. I think it wasn't really a strategy of, oh, I want to develop different companies or I've always been excited about developing and growing projects. That's the part that's exciting for me from really going from zero to one. Uh, with Atlas Go, I want to see it and I'm the CEO of the company and I want to see it grow and, and play that role of a manager, which which is a little different than the word, you know, the, the initial job of a startup launch. Um, but I like that. And I think as a person, I always want to do that. And so it's kind of, they come in, like kombucha kind of came in my life. And uh, I think the podcast idea is something that was, I just felt like this is something I want to develop and I want to do. And then I'm starting to do it now. Um, I've been interesting and interested in writing stuff since I started the company and writing my ideas down. And then now I'm feeling like, oh, maybe I can share them with other people. It might be useful uh, because I see some friends and family that ask me for sometimes for some advice or some ideas. And so I'm like, well, maybe if I write a book, I can share it with more people. And so there's kind of organically, it, I think it, it comes and, and uh, but I'm also, um, 
I'm feeling the world, you know, that that was one of the things I was saying, you need to be curious and feel the world. I'm constantly curious and, you know, reading and about stuff and listening to podcasts and meeting interesting people that give me also ideas. And then I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. I want to do it too. Hi, Tommy. Thank you for Hello. your presentation and thank you for sharing this with us. I have one big question. How do you manage your time with <laughs> ideas and your focus? How do you manage to focus on several and actually make them happen? Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's a big one. Uh, Francella. Fran Francella. Where are you from? El Salvador. You can call me Fran. Frank? Cool. Fran. Fran. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, that's a good question. It's actually something I'm writing about because I want to share it because I, I think there's some things that are interesting or, or useful um, about how to be productive and efficient and stay focused. One of the things I would say is Smile Kombucha is something that today is a company, I'm currently in, in California right now. It's a company that's running itself in Belgium and I'm not part of the day-to-day -day of the company. I was more part of it in the beginning uh, to really launch it, developing, bringing the idea, building the team in Belgium. So there was more of my time that I was putting in. Uh, today, I'm not in the day-to-day. -day. I'm not making kombucha on a weekly basis. Um, my focus really, my day-to-day -day is, is at Let's Go. Um, but there's different ways I do it. I have, uh, for me, it's two simple things. It's write your goals down, um, like list what you wanna do. And then, then number two one is put it in your calendar. That's kind of the overall summary. The way uh, I have goals that I look at on a, on a yearly basis, I have goals on a lifely basis, on a yearly basis, um, and then monthly goals, uh, and, then day, and then weekly goals, and then daily goals. Uh, it can feel a little intense, but it kind of makes me feel uh, free and feels like I have a lot of time to you know, travel, be with friends, family, build companies, do what I want. I think of these, I'm really, um, I think of this with intention of what I want to do and why, um, and, and, I, and I think about it quite a bit. Uh, on a, a, and then I think about what feels good. Why do I want to do this? Is it for the right reason? To really focus on, because then you can limit the things that you do and you really do what you, what you want. And a lot of other stuff, distractions, you let go of. So I think that's a, a part of it. Um, you know, I, I party way less. Um, I remember, you know, five, six years ago, something that took a lot of my time was, was, was flirting. Uh, it's something I really like to go out and really it's true. <laughs> and, uh, it's something I, 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 it's a big part kind of where I'm more focused. I'm with, you know, a partner and lo love her and she supports me and, and, but it's, I'm more focused there. Um, <laughs> um, it's distractions, you know, social media, all these things that sometimes don't feel good. Um, hanging out with, you know, people that make you feel good, that grow you, that build you. Um, so it's a little bit of thinking of like, what are the things I do on a weekly basis and, and focusing on the things that feel good and that I want to, I really want to do. And then so these, and then pu putting your goals in your calendar. And I, and I list when I have something that I want to do, something that I want to build, I define kind of how I want to do them. And I put them in my calendar really literally in, in it, uh, a meeting or a time slot to do something. Um, so building and, and defining your goals, getting this rid of some of the distractions that don't make you feel good. I mean, it's great to party and have fun and see friends and things like that, 
but it's about thinking like, how much do I want to do that? And how much is this, if I'm doing this, then I'm not doing something else and deciding, okay, cool. Then I can, that's great. But it means I'm, I'm not doing something else. And then allowing yourself to focus really on the things that you really want to do. And if you write these goals down on a yearly, monthly basis or weekly basis or daily basis, you realize like, what are you doing with your days and weeks and months and years? And you're like, and maybe this is exactly what you want to do. And so you're happy, or it's like, actually, there's different things I'd like to do. And to do them, I need to, I need to do them. And so you put them in your calendar and you actually do them. I hope that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's useful. It's a little bit different places, but I'll share an article about, uh, about this and kind of the thinking of how to set these goals um, and then how to put them in your, in your calendar. Thank you. Thank you. Quick question. What's your, um, my name is Connor. Thank you, Tommy. Um, hey, what's your uh, sleep schedule like? Cause um, I know when we've been, I'm sure like everyone that pitched today, um, we've been trying to get some sleep, but maybe an idea pops up in our head. Um, how do you often um, kind of like detach from it? It sounds like a silly question, but it's kind of hard to like not think about it over time. Oh, like that, okay. To, to, because you have all these ideas, you're stressing about your presentation. You're like, I can't, okay. Um, well, I sleep pretty good. Uh, I sleep eight, I think around eight hours a night and I feel, I've, I almost never to put an alarm on. Uh, wait, I wanna put back the gallery view so I see all of you. I never, almost never put an alarm on cause I kind of naturally sleep my hours and then wake up. So I'm kind of chill, I think. Uh, I was less chill maybe four years ago, four or five years ago in the beginning. You have a lot of questions. You're doubting yourself uh, also a lot. You're not sure if you're, if this is an actual company, an actual need, I think those were things that were stressing me out, especially when we started raising money and I was realizing, do I know what I want? I think I knew what I wanted, the vision and the mission, but you're not, not sure that you're actually having a company until you're starting to really make, make revenue. And so that was something that was stressing me out. I think some things that have been useful to chill out, um, I have a morning routine. I do six things every morning. I meditate for at least 10 minutes. I'm grateful for at least three things. I think about these simple things like, oh, I slept well, that was nice. Or I'm happy that I have a family that loves me. Uh, so I'm grateful, meditation, I take a cold shower. I check my calendar because that's where my to-do of the day is. I, um, I do this every morning, I don't remember. I drink, I drink. Um, I don't always have breakfast as a reminder to, like, to drink something, it's often water with lemon. And then the most important one, I kiss Celinda, which is uh, my partner every morning. And some, yeah, and that's important, especially sometimes I'm in Belgium or I spend some time, I'm far away. That's a thing every day, uh, a little kiss. It can be a message as well, but it's an important part of it. That allows me, I think meditation, something which is crazy in starting your own company is you learn a lot about entrepreneurship and business, managing a team, launching one, but you learn so much about yourself, which is really cool and an interesting, I mean, a very exciting journey. I think that's just worth the journey. Um, and one of the things that I've learned that has been really helpful is, is really meditating and taking time to sit down and breathe and be aware of your thoughts. And this might help also in, you know, the question about productivity, how you manage your time when you're aware of your, your, your time and your emotions, you're all, when you're aware of your emotions and you sit down and think about it, even if it's just five, 10 minutes a day, you think about what you do. 
And you think about, do I want to go see that person? Do I want to do this thing? Do I want to eat this thing? Do I want to think about this negative thing? And these things, just sitting down allows you to be more aware and be more intentional with your life. That's been a great, a really important tool. I mean, for my personal journey. I don't know if there's some hands or question. morning routine. <laughs> I love it. I've been, um, one of my new year's resolutions was to try to meditate for 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day for five days a week. And I've, I've found that I really like similar to what you were saying. It's really nice to do it in the morning. Um, like after, right before I've eaten breakfast, but I like, I know kind of what I'm doing for the day. And it's something that kind of, kind of brings me in and kind of calms me down for whatever is, cause I'm like such, I, I it's like think about everything that I need to do. Um, so it's nice to really, really slow down. So I can totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and, and for those who wanna start any, I mean, maybe it's a little intense how I'm talking about the calendars and the thing and the morning meditation and the, the routines and cold, take cold shower and all that. Um, it's maybe a little intense, but start with small steps, right? I mean, for me, it took me, uh, from where you're sitting, you know, five, six years to, to, to build also that those different habits and different things. So be chill and take time to, you know, start one thing. If you're, I don't know how disciplined for me, that, that is what really has helped me to answer the question simply is, is discipline has helped me to do the things that I'm doing today and to live the life I'm living is to build discipline. Um, and it took me a while and long time to do that. And, you know, I was funky partier and I like to, drink and just be with buddies and do nothing and there's a lot of the things that i'm doing today that i think i would have looked six years ago and looked at me and i'm like okay you need to chill out <laughs> this is a little intense um but it's it's just that's it felt like these things felt good there are things that made me feel good and think clearer and so i did more and added them into my kind of hobbies and habits and and makes me who i am today but don't be too like start with small steps and if it's one trick that works is if you're trying to build a routine you know meditation or whatever it is um try to if you're trying to do it every day try to not your, let yourself do two days without it so you can not do it for one day that's okay but try to not do two days without it consecutively um that's a little trick to build habits if you want to do that <laughs> And kind of jumping off of what Tommy and um, Emily said also, doing small things and, and kind of building up to whatever you're wanting to do. You don't have to go from zero to 60 very quickly because oftentimes with things like New Year's resolutions, a lot of people will have these major New Year's resolutions and then three weeks in, you know, they're, they're done because they kind of burned out. So, you know, doing things slowly and gradually um, really works and tying back um, kind of Tommy's background and what he's doing into that with Atlas Go. I just finished, um, they did their first at home wellness retreat um, that finished up today with um, a live yoga session this morning. And I followed along virtually. So, you know, maybe not being able to um, meditate as long as Tommy or Magali do on a daily basis, but building it up. So 
you know, it was, I think day three, it was 10 or 12 minutes. I couldn't, I couldn't do it yet. So I did it gradually and I broke it up and I could do it for five or six minutes. And then my brain was all over the place because I, everything is just going in my head all the time. And then the next day I added another minute to it and then just kept adding another minute until I was able to do, you know, the, the full thing. So now I can look back on those, you know, guided meditations and I can sit down and spend 10 or 12 minutes alone with myself and my breathing and my thoughts. And it does help tremendously to clear out some of the cobwebs and, and to clear out, you know, five of the 75 things that are going through your head at once, especially when you wake up or you're trying to get, you know, sleep at night and your thoughts are, are keeping you up. So you don't have to go from zero to 60, start small if, if that's what you need to do, and then gradually work up to, to what you're trying to achieve. Yes, I'm glad you, yeah, go for it. I was going to say, I'm happy you, you joined the, the, uh, the retreat and congratulations for going through it and, and, and developing that meditation. That's cool. Yeah, it was great. I'm, I'm really glad that you all did it. It'll be still accessible for anyone who wants to join. We're going to add it to our website. It's a seven day home retreat, wellness retreat, where we, it's about yeah, building some habits about journaling, uh, meditation, wellness. Go for it, Connor. Oh, cool. Thank you. Um, so I just wanted to follow up with another question. Actually, too, um, what was kind of like the book? I'm sure you were kind of like reading something and you probably got that aha moment. Was there like a specific book? Of course, it, it may not be like applicable to me, but there may be someone who might find inspiration from it. What was that one book um, that definitely got you going? And who did you look up to um, when you were building your company? You mean specifically for launching the company and not necessarily a meditation or any, mainly yeah, sure. that, right? The company, yeah. Oh yeah. It's, um, it's going to be classic, um, Silicon Valley, <laughs> but, uh, the Steve Jobs book, um, for sure. hundred percent. It was, I mean, I've always been interested in launching companies and building projects and I think curious as a person, but that book was it by Walter Isaacson and is it called Steve Jobs or maybe, but I mean, I think you'll, you know, which one I'm talking about or you'll find it easily. Um, the, it got me excited about this place and California and coming here. And that's definitely what brought me here. And his, the way he's thinking so big and the different things that he's done. Uh, I mean, I think I'm very different and I have really different ways of that. I want to <laughs> grow my companies or the way I want to do my projects, but that was definitely an inspiration to come here and to think big. I think when people ask me, what's the difference between, you know, Europe, Belgium, where I'm from, and, and this place here, San Francisco, um, it's not necessarily that people are smarter. Um, it's people just think bigger. It's just that they think big and they go for their dreams and they're not afraid to go for them. But the big thing is just, they think big and they're open-minded and they try things out. Um, I don't know exactly what I, I read this book really a long time ago, but I know that that was an important book. Um, for meditation, 10% Happier really worked for me. It was a, uh, about, you know, someone talking about meditation, about being something skeptical, you know, it's something that you, I feel like it has changed a little bit, but it has kind of a bad publicity where you feel like you're meditating and levitating. And it's just for these monks who are in Tibet or I don't know, these kind of this inaccessible thing. And, um, and that book helped me 10% happier by Dan Harris helped me to realize, well, it's just something you just sit down and you breathe. Like, it's not a big deal. 
don't make it this big voodoo thing is uh, you sit down. I do that in an Uber sometimes. I'm just sitting down for five, 10 minutes and instead of checking my phone or doing something else, I'm just kind of sitting there and breathing and that counts. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find, I know for me, Tim Ferriss has been a big uh, influence, has had such a big impact on the different things I'm talking about today on how to be productive. Uh, so Tim Ferriss has a, a podcast where he interviews um, high performers and and so from him, but mainly the people he's interviewing, I've learned so much. Uh, so his podcast has been a huge, some of his books, the four hour work week has been and helpful in finding balance uh, from work, kind of a, yeah, those are, what are other books? I'll think about it if, if there's nobody who has a question, but if somebody has a question, please uh, shoot. I have a, I have a question. Um, and maybe you've addressed this a little bit, but my question is if, like, you have so much going on. Um, it's very <laughs> clear like, you're passionate about a lot of things. And like you, you described how you have your routine um, in your morning and um, in your calendar, but I'm curious how you stay, like don't get overwhelmed or like how, like how you stay focused on like the one, the one task that you're doing. It, maybe it's meditation, maybe that's the answer. I'm just, um, yeah, I like when I have a lot going on, it's hard for me just like to focus on that one thing. And I'm just thinking about everything that needs to happen. Like how, how have you learned to like prioritize and balance everything? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's been a journey. It definitely took me some time to develop it. I think the quote I'll put is that busy is a choice. And I have that reminder when I go to the toilet, I, I wrote in front of me, busy is a choice, enjoy your poop. And it's simple, right? But I think a lot of people when they're in the toilet, they check their phones and they check what's going on. And that idea really knocked, it knocked on the nail. I don't think that's an expression, but that really helped me to see that busy is a choice. And I wrote in a couple different places in the house. I was like, I remember this because I was asking my little sister, um, and she's 18 now, she's maybe 17. When I asked her, I was like, can you want to go have lunch or something? And she's like, I'm too busy. You know, I have too much shit going on. And she had like, I don't know, she's going to see friends or whatever, you know, you do when you're 17 and see friends or party or whatever. And, and then I was thinking about, I don't know, at that time, Jeff Bezos, who I think has 100,000 employees and, you know, they have the same amount of time in their day. And, and I think Jeff Bezos, as an example, doesn't say that he's this, a busy person. And so that, that concept of busy is a choice that you, you, you're not busy. You just choose to do something else. You just choose to do something instead of something else. And so that really makes me just, it's again about kind of the calendars and all the things, but it's about being intentional with what you do. And if someone says, do you want to see me next week? And you're like, I'm too busy. I don't want to have a life like that. And I don't have a life like that. I'm not, I don't feel busy. And I feel like if I really want to see someone or if my mom calls me, I'm going to be available because that matters and that's more important. Um, and if a family member calls me with with a need, which happened, I think, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I, I'm there and I'm and I'm not busy. Uh, if I really want to go sailing next weekend, I'm not busy. I have my schedule is super open. Actually, looking forward, it's when you look backwards that also I fill in the blanks. So I'm not packing my none of my weekends next weekends are filled, not, not one. I have so much space in my calendar next, 
next week, the weeks, I mean, I have some things going on, but I leave space for creativity, for thinking. And you can always fill your agenda and fill your stuff and have shit going on and say yes to everything. Um, but for me, if it's not a fuck yeah, it's a no. And so I say no to a lot of things and it comes back to distractions. It comes back, there's a lot of things. I'm like, that. I don't really wanna see that person. I don't really wanna do that thing. Or I, I think, you know, I don't really need to be in this meeting or I don't really need to be here. And so I try as much as possible, even if I have space in my calendar to say no. And that helps me, I think a lot out of, you know on top of the different things and meditation and different things, but it allows me to really not feel busy even though it can feel like there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I just organize myself and I give myself a lot of space to think, to be, and just enjoy. And I just don't need to fill, fill things up because that's when you start being stressed. And for me, that's the part that, that I don't like when I'm, when I, it's back to back and you have things going on and you, I also don't have children. I think when I have children, it's going to be another story. And, you know, people can maybe look at this and they have children. They're like, okay, shut up. <laughs> you don't know what it's like. Uh, I don't know, Emily, if you do. Um, but that's different. And, but I guess I'll have to build, you know, a different type of, yes, I know, uh, different type of, of life around that. But currently, yeah, there's a lot of things going on, but, but, but um, I choose not to be busy and um, I don't fill things up. That's a very wise answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> cool. Well, I hope it's helpful. Yeah, no, it's helpful to hear. It's interesting how I feel like I'm always looking forward and not doing as much reflection as it sounds like you do. So that's something I can learn from you. Nice. I know you can learn, you've mentioned that you're starting to make kombucha, so I can send you some tips to that. I have started brewing some kombucha, which I'm really, I, I, did, I did try it um, and I added some grapefruit juice to it. Ooh, um, fancy. And it was, it was really good. Yeah, I, I was pretty impressed and happy with my first batch. Scobies, yeah, are, Scobies are so Scob weird. Looking. Oh, I love them. What we're talking about these, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you can describe the. Like, I can show one if you want. <laughs> Scobies are like these weird. I don't even know how to describe like cells or. Um, Scoby is a symbiotic combustion of bacteria and yeast. So this is the ones I use to make it at home at first. Uh, it's this this weird smelly thing. Okay, I'm gonna take it out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you can see it. I don't think I need to take it out. But this is what, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Mine looks you know, here. <laughs> There's this smelly weird thing, Things but it's a combustion. Things to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> It's bacteria and yeast, and there's a there's a when it ferments with tea, it makes kombucha after a week. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, are you vegan? No, or I'm vegan? not. Um, I'm not vegetarian either. I think um, no, I don't want to have that kind of uh, uh, pressure, or I don't know. <laughs> I don't eat much meat, like red meat. Um, I mean, mainly fish, um, but I don't, um, I feel like vegetarian, my girlfriend's vegetarian, but sometimes she's going to eat meat with me or things like that. I think I try to limit it. I like to eat things that make me feel good. And I know that red meat doesn't make me often feel good, but 
if I clone myself as a vegetarian, then I can't eat meat anymore. That sucks. I want to, I want to be able to do it, even though I don't do it much. Um, and I, when I buy it, it's, it's often local or really something where I know where it comes from, because that part is important to me. Um, but I think it's good to have, uh, moderation, um, but also have moderation on moderation. And so I moderate my meat, but I also accept that sometimes I'll just go eat a burger because I like it. But yeah, I do. Uh, I'm not the best person, I think, to talk. Maybe my co-founder, Magali, is best to talk about food and how to, what to eat. How I see it, and I created these charts, actually, um, is what makes me feel good and what doesn't make me feel good. And I eat more of what makes me feel good and less of what doesn't make me feel good, especially when I want to have a clear mind. In general, you can use this for, you know, people you hang out with, which ones make you feel good, which one don't. Don't hang out with those, Make hang out more with those activities, uh, food, but for food, that's, that's how I see it. I don't know if there is a deeper question in yours, and I don't know if I really yeah. <laughs> nailed that. It's just it gives like, you an uh, idea. lifestyle and such, but like, uh, it, sh it shows like you're very, you like to classify things into categories, and I think it, it shows on, on work ethic and why you're so productive and successful. And I have a question concerning that um, on your schedule, like your scheduling, uh, you're more like a classic schedule on paper or you use a software or like what, what how, yeah, what do you do it with? I use, um, yeah, I use, yeah, I think I'm thoughtful about the things I'm doing, but food, I, I'm learning also. I think food is one of the things I'm learning lately to get more I was more thoughtful about like how to be productive and what are the things you do and then now I'm a little bit you know making smoothies and learning a little bit how to cook and things like that it's kind of a new thing um how I organize my stuff again it's all in the calendar that my to-dos are in my calendar I don't want to have a to-do list because if you have a for me it needs to be in the calendar if I need to work on a project and I think it's going to take me two hours then I'll put it you know, Tuesday from nine to 11. And I'll be like, I'll work on this thing at that time. Because then you know the time and allocation for it and it's there and it's in, in your calendar. And you know, you can fit it also. If you're like, if you, you wanna do like 10 big things that last two hours in one day, then that takes you 20 hours and, and that's kind of too much. So that also allows you to be realistic with the, what you're capable of doing that day or that week. Um, so for me, I use really my calendar as my to-do list. And that's how I organize my stuff. Uh, I also use notes. I like to use notes uh, on the computer. I'm on Apple and there's a notes. Um, I think wonder notes or is that a thing with the elephant? I know that some, that's something some of my friends use, uh, but a simple thing is uh, really keeping it simple. I try to keep it actually things as simple as possible to not be overwhelmed with productivity tools and things like that. When I do take paper notes though, this is a trick that I have, been doing for a couple of years now, I fold my piece of paper, like A4 paper, and I fold it once and then twice, which makes it smaller. And so I'm more focused in my notes. I'm sure you're familiar with the A4 paper where you're writing everywhere and then the other side too. And you're like, shit, this is going to be really hard to retranscribe to my computer. When I fold it in four, I'm just more focused and I write kind of more neatly and it's easier to retranscribe to my computer or an email or something like that. It's a little trick for people who like to write um, when I like, when I draw, when I design, I use paper and I think I'm more creative that way. Cool. Yeah, thanks. At this point, thank you so much everyone for asking really great questions, Tommy, for being here and sharing 
your life and wisdom and thoughts <laughs> and food and all of that. So um, it's That's been fun. really great to learn more, learn more and hear from you.